Welcome to the Dementia Well FNQ and our series on everything dementia. I am Neela and today we're going to be talking about how we can help those people living with dementia who are still at home and in the early stages. I'm going to ask a few questions about this because I need to know some answers. So in the early stages, the person that is having memory problems, word finding difficulties, task sequencing problems, and by that I mean what we do is we initiate a task and then we follow logical steps in a task and then move on. And people that are living with dementia often have trouble with that sequencing. So I need to know what we can do in the early stages to help them with these problems. I need to know why a routine and setting up a routine is so important. And really, should we correct them if they do something wrong so that they know for next time or should we leave it? So to help me answer these questions, I've come to the Good Shepherd Nursing Home and I'm sitting here with Angia, who is one of the diversional therapists here who has a big passion and works very closely with those that are living with dementia. Welcome, Angia. Good morning. Well, hello, Neela. How are you going? <laughs> really good. So, really, before we start answering those very vital questions, why have you sort of honed in on those people living with dementia? Because I know that you have a real passion. I do have a passion and I think it all started from working in the retail sector, believe it or not, and seeing a niche of the elderly that are in that the early stages of being diagnosed and unknowingly um, having their, you know, for lack of a better word, the, the forgetfulness, the not knowing the proper routine as well. So that's what brought me to the to the dementia line that I really like to do, I started at Blue Care and jumped straight in to dementia care. I just, I just love it. I tell people I go on a, a different holiday every day coming to work, and I find that there is lack of sensible and easy diagnosis and techniques. I find the medical profession, which is wonderful, um, and don't get me wrong, but I find there is a lot of lacking in the community and in and in aged care where common sense sometimes we just need to do very basic and just, I say dumb it down a little bit, which I know is not a great word, but just make it very basic for people. We, we need to do the medical bits after the facts with the families and, and get these dementia residents and dementia family out in the community to be accepting of their diagnosis without throwing it in their face. I totally agree with you. And I think the biggest problem is that they look normal, you yes. know, and I think that is where we, it's like any mental illness in a way that's hidden because we can't see it. If we could see that their brain had shrunk and changed by their head shrinking and changing. We'd go, yes. oh my goodness, how are they coping with doing what they're doing? How wonderful. And we would see the beauty in everything that they're doing rather than the lack of what they can't do. Yes. And I think that focus on the lack in aged care, well, it's my experiences in aged care facilities, is huge. But we still try and treat them like they are normal people and it's not working. I, as you know, did a whole section of training with a lady called Tipa Snow, and I'll put the link to her website in the in the description so that you can all have a look. She has actually got some fabulous training, how we link people with the actual knowledge and then the knowledge with how to change what you do so that it works much better. 
best training I've ever seen in the world, which is why I've actually gone and trained myself and I'm now a certified trainer in the Positive Approach to Care by Tipa Snow. I won't go into that anymore because I want, I want to talk to you more about this. So let's get straight into that first question. So we, how do we make things easier for people that are starting to forget things and lose their memory a little bit? I think the main, the main thing for this is easy is a, is a simple word. But I also think we need to um, accept that mm. they do have dementia and they are forgetting things. So with the routine type of things, we need to keep it as normal as possible. So um, the choice, I believe that the choice is a massive thing. So yeah, we have a routine where we do breakfast, lunch and tea. But if they wake up at breakfast and think it's tea time, it's not a big deal. We mm. don't want to upset their routine as such as they've woken up and they think it is dinner so we can maybe say to them oh you know it's not 7 p.m it's 7 a.m and if they're not accepting of that maybe sit with them have a cup of coffee and then try again you know hey fred it's breakfast time and and let them accept that the time is the time and then start the routine of the day from there I find if we start the routine of the day in a negative way, mm. the whole day's gone. We've lost the day with that person or that resident. Also, routine is different for everybody. So mm. I might get up at 7 o'clock. Neela might get up at 8 o'clock. We have to allow this to happen just because they're in an aged care home or they're now having home help doesn't mean that we have to rearrange their routine. We have to fit in with their routine. So if they're used to eating breakfast at 10, we will allow them to keep eating breakfast at 10 o'clock. So I think routine is major. Like it's a, it's a very major thing, but we need to keep with their routine, not right. our routine. And that I think is one of the big problems, isn't it? That we have set agendas and we have to allow for what they are or where they are in this moment in time because they swing in and out of they do. Um, being able to remember and not remember things. Mm. So noticing where they are each day I think is a very important yes. part of that, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes. I find I've started here at the Good Shepherd a breakfast club, we name it, but it's where I go in at 7.30 every morning and we will, I go in because I've found staff and us as humans are very routinal as in we're time poor. So I have now gone in to help the staff. So in the mornings, you know, Fred might have cornflakes today, but tomorrow might like porridge. So that's another thing with dementia care. Let them still have their choices. Mm. I have a, a, a resident that I've worked with and his wife has said he likes wheat bix That's all he eats, wheat bix every morning. Well, every morning I give him a choice. Wheat bix cornflakes, rice bubbles, and believe it or not, depending on the day, he doesn't always choose wheat bix So just because they have dementia, they still have a mind. They still have choice, and they still have. We still need to allow them to express what they want, even though sometimes it's not right. But we still have to allow that to yes. happen. 
And there also is a way of correcting, isn't there? Yes. So it's not telling them off so that we're setting them up to fail, but it's done in a very positive way. Yes. I know that one thing, for instance, is that if they start to brush their hair with a toothbrush, you don't just run and go, no, 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 you can't do that and snatch it off. Yes. Them. You're better off to substitute by getting that hair brush and saying, hey, try this, it's better. Yes. And swapping it out so that they're not... Um, you're not saying the toothbrush is wrong, yes. but you're saying the hairbrush is better. Yeah, and I find that with dementia residents, if you do, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, mm. that automatically gets that the brain going in a negative effect and yes. everyone's against me. Mm. The world's against me as far as I'm concerned. This toothbrush is a hairbrush and you don't have the right to tell me mm. Otherwise, so yes, Neil is right. We go in, we go in calmly, and we just even brush your own hair for a minute. You know, say, "Oh, look, this is my hairbrush," and you brush your own hair, and then ask the resident, "Would you like to share my hairbrush, or would you like to have a try at my hairbrush?" Yes, that's something as well that I find works very well. Yeah, so showing them yes what to do, so you're giving them clues and not just saying, "Here it is, fend for yourself." Yes, yes. <laughs> when they might not recognise yeah, exactly. The yeah, hairbrush. it's like with Brilliant. your forks and knives you know mm. you'll have someone eating their cereal some mornings with a fork right. so you know you just go over and say oh no how about we swap this out this is a spoon and just kindly yes yeah, no don't abruptly take that fork away just kindly you know we might give Off this a go you know the milk mm. the milk doesn't seem to flow through this you know let's try this so that yeah but kindness is a huge huge part mm. of dementia care and although that can be sort of easier in some ways in a nursing home, when you're at home and it's a loved one where you've got a lot of baggage that you're carrying and mm -hmm. it might seem like they're doing things on purpose, a lot of the time they will slow down because they're not sure of what to do and they're sort of thinking things through. I'll give you an example. We had a lady whose daughter looked after her at home. She would get herself dressed every morning but each morning it was a bit slower and a bit slower and the daughter was getting very, very frustrated with this. So she would say to her mother, okay, I will go and make, because she was getting frustrated and she didn't want to show frustration, she said, I'll go and make a cup of tea in the kitchen. When you've got your top on, come out and the coffee will be ready. So the lady had been interrupted. She was putting her top on very, very slowly, had been interrupted by the sort of, oh, go and get... I'll, I'll meet you in the kitchen for coffee. And then she was thinking, was I putting this on or taking it off? And she couldn't remember. And she looked around and saw her bed was there ready, like to jump into. So she said, well, I must be going to bed. So she yeah. took all her clothes back off, put on her pyjamas, got into bed. The daughter's thinking, where is she? Where <laughs> getting crazy. Walks into the room and sees her mother in bed and thinks, oh, no. So the next morning she thought, Obviously, this is a change that's happening with my mother. Mm -hmm. I need to adapt because getting angry with her is, is not, working. not working. So the next, she, she managed to get her back up and obviously didn't have to shower. It was just straight into the dressing routine and got her out. But the next morning she decided, look, why don't you come and put your top on in the kitchen while I make a cup of coffee so that she couldn't turn it around and forget where she was. And that worked much better. So it's adjusting it the routines as you see changes. Yes, yes. And that's that's an, another major concern where you have a lot of loved ones 
um, before they come into the home. I will sometimes meet residents, families outside or even in the street because people, mm. I've, I've been in this career now for probably 15 years, so people know and they will come and up to me and ask me some questions. I've just noticed lately that, you know, dad's um, putting the keys in the, the cutlery drawer instead of hanging them on the hook. And that's fine, you know, that, that's just something that's, that's a decline. But instead of getting cranky at him for putting the keys there, we need to make, you know, say to him, oh, Dad, you know, you put the keys in the drawer, this is the key hook. And if that continues, that's okay. Mm. He's not hurting anybody and you know what where has happened, where the keys are. But it, it's also with dementia, I find language changes. Yes. So we will have loved ones that are very upset because they're now being sworn at, they're now mm. being not not very nice words are being they're being called or that their loved ones think the world's against them mm. because they are trying to keep them safe. So for instance, um, a lot of people will start locking doors, hiding keys, but the loved one who is on that plateau of not quite needing care yet but is plateauing then becomes very aggressive because you've now locked that person in. Mm. You've locked them in, you've shut the windows, you've you've more or less entrapped them as far as they're concerned. So when that stage starts to help, we do need a lot of help mm -hmm. from, from um, the outside world to help these people in the community because we're only trying to keep them safe. But unfortunately for them, they feel like you have taken their freedom Absolutely. away from them. So a few techniques with that I think sometimes work is sitting with them that little bit longer until they go to sleep or having a discussion of the reason we're locking the doors now is because number one in Townsville the crime rate's gone up or um, you know the mosquitoes seem to be coming in at night time I'm getting bitten a lot by the mosquitoes so we're going to shut all these doors and just see if those techniques start to work for you so that yeah the routine's still there but in a roundabout way, you have to change it to keep these people mm -hmm. safe in the community. And the swearing and the aggression, I hate to say, it, is normal. It, it is normal. Yes. And actually what happens in the brain, just to sort of give a little bit of context to that, is that we lose language from our the left side of our head. We lose the language. But the language that we keep are the special words. So language is there. So it's like as a child, you know, you might sort of say, oh, I don't want to swear on the, yeah. on the A podcast. bad word. <laughs> but you might say a bad word, say S-H-I-T. Yes. As a child, your parents would have said to you, no, 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 we don't say that word in public. So you think, oh, special word. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that in front of mum because she's got a rouse on me. I'll put that in a special place. So you put it over to the right side of your brain in a very special place. So that when you're, you are losing language and the left side of your brain is deteriorating, the only words you can find are those special words. And they're not only swear words, they're mean words, they're nasty words. They're words that you would filter out because your brain's working fully and think, I'm not going to say she looks fat in those jeans, but you'll think she looks fat in those jeans. Now we haven't got that filter, so you will say it, you look fat in those jeans. So it's, it's that, it's racial slurs, it's everything that is normally you'd keep to yourself, you'd think it, 
but you wouldn't say it, is now all coming out and it's because they've got no other language left. Yes, yes. So they're not doing it on purpose, they're not being mean, they just don't have any other words. Mm. Yeah, and I find instead of saying to them, oh, don't speak like that, mm. you know, that's awful, you can't treat people like that, I might say to them, oh, that's not a very kind word, let's, let's, let's think of another word or, you know, even just changing the subject completely. Yes. So, um, you know, if they are a little bit upset, with, the, with what's happening or and with dementia white lies are okay mm. white lies are okay you know if the white lie is not going to hurt the person and cause grief to the person mm. are we really hurting the person of course some people don't like to tell white lies some do some don't both is fine if you do not like to um, tell white lies or can't think of any then distraction is probably your best option. Yes, distraction is, a, is another major and thing. If it is a husband, for instance, that has passed away, you can sort of say, oh, have you got a photo of him? And go and so you're still talking about the partner, but you're doing it in a positive way and not mentioning the death. Yes. And going in a different direction. Oh, that's wonderful. That's just about it. Our time is up, Andrea. I could sit here all day and chat about dementia. <laughs> I know. It is, it's, it is hard to find a break to actually stop in the pattern. So that's really what we've talked about is um, how a routine is really, really important, especially in the early stages. But it's not your routine. It's the person living with dementia's routine. And I don't want you to think that it's all about them because it isn't. It's all about the partnership you have with them and how that changes the person with dementia is changing with their brain changes. You have to change along with that, adapt what you're doing to suit, but it's to make sure your relationship is working together. Yeah, and I don't I hope Neela doesn't mind me saying this one <laughs> last thing. But if you are in a relationship and you are a little bit elderly and your partner has dementia, please it's okay to ask for help. Absolutely. We are all there to help you and please don't think you have to do it alone. No, and, and that is the most fabulous point. Thank you, Andrea. It, it is. There are lots of places. I did put up the Dementia Australia website and the Alzheimer's Australia. There are two places that you can go. You can contact me at the DementiaWellFNQ at gmail.com and I will either direct you or answer those questions directly. You can go to your local nursing home and ask for help. You, there are lots of places out there that you can go. You can ask friends and family. And I think in a previous, I think episode number six, I talked about involving the local community to help you as well. So there's lots of places that you can there go. There is. And if you're stuck, as I said, ask me. <laughs> or you can ask me. Or you can go to the Good Shepherd Nursing Home if you're in Townsville, but of course we have listeners in England, America and Canada so far, so it's very exciting. Wonderful. Um, but I will finish there, and then next week I will be talking with one of our local doctors here about what it's like to get a diagnosis from the GP's point of view. So hopefully that was helpful for you, and you'll listen and join us next time. Thank you very much.